Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified podcast. I'm super excited today to talk to you about simplifying your self-care real ways that you can practice self-care as a mom, because as moms, we, we have to weave our self-care in and out of our days, you know, little tiny things that we can do for ourselves on repeat that actually fill us up and, uh, don't deplete us. So I want to, first of all, let you know, I have a, a course called motherhood simplified. It is not decluttering simplified. It's not about the physical clutter in your home. It's about all of the internal clutter that we have and the the clutter in our time, our energy, our mindset, our relationships, 
the way that we advocate for ourselves, our self-care, all of these things, our, our routines, rhythms, right? Our time management, those kinds of things is um, in that course. And I only open it up every now and then. I don't say exactly when, because I, I run it pretty intuitively. When you all are asking for it is when I open it up. And the reason it's not open all the time is because I really like to focus on the physical clutter. I think it's the simplest place to start. And then I've got this little course and content that I talk about kept in my back pocket for those of you who have been decluttering and are ready for the next step, which a lot of this is um, the next step. And then some of you need this kind of support before you can actually do the physical decluttering, right? You need to build yourself up a little bit before you can actually even declutter anything in your home which is totally okay too. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this. And if you are interested in enrolling in that course, it's open until uh, like February 28th, March 1st, depending on your time zone. I would love to have you inside of that course. It is my heart and soul poured into that course, sharing what, honestly, what I needed most, like what I needed to hear most from a friend and a mentor, um, but also based on feedback, what you all needed as well. You know, how do I get through my days without feeling totally exhausted and overwhelmed? How do I actually figure out how to care for myself? How do I create boundaries? How do I find routines that actually stick and make my life easier and don't make me feel like I'm trapped, right? It's all of that. So the link is in the description of this episode. You can go check it out and see if it's something that you would like to be a part of. I would love to have you. So to kick off this episode real quick, I want to first share with you something that I learned from my friend, Deanna Mason. Um, we actually did a podcast together in 20, either 2020 or 2021. I don't know. You can go find it on the seven kinds of rest, but I want to share with you the seven kinds of self-care because I think this is really helpful for moms to start viewing self-care in a different way, as well as thinking of a whole lot of new things that you can try to fill yourself up. So let me rewind again before we start this. I want to share with you like my definition of self-care, like give the criteria for what it is, um, because then it will help make these seven kinds of self-care a little bit easier to figure out what they are for you. So self-care to me is doing things that energize us and give us positive feelings and experiences, right? Anything that gives us energy drinking water, right? Um, saying no to that really heavy meal that you know is going to taste good in the moment, but make you feel like crap afterwards. Um, it's not just physical energy, but you know, creative energy or a mental energy, socializing, anything that energizes you. And it can also be eliminating things or reducing things that cause you negativity and frustration, right? So doing things like creating a budget can eliminate or reduce your stress around your finances. That can absolutely be self-care. For me, it's taking out the trash before it's overflowing because I hate when there's stinky, dirty trash pouring out onto my floors. So I'm reducing something that causes me a frustration, right? So anything that energizes you or anything that reduces negativity and frustration for you. That is self-care. It's that simple. So 
here are the seven kinds of self-care and I'll give you some quick little examples. And then at the end of this episode, I'm going to share some real life things that I have done in the last year to get self-care into my everyday life in a way that works for me as a mom, a working mom with five kids. Okay. Physical self-care. So this is taking care of your physical body. It's drinking more water. It's eating better food. It's exercise. It's getting outside. It's, you know, even things like I had my wisdom teeth out a few weeks ago. It's taking care of those kinds of things. I needed my wisdom teeth out. They were chronically infected. It was really affecting my physical health and my physical comfort. Comfort. So getting my wisdom teeth out was a form of physical self-care. Getting a massage, get going to a chiropractor, acupuncture, um, just scheduling your dental exams, right? Anything to take care of your physical health, things that you can do to energize you and support your health. And then also reducing things that will make you less healthy, right? Not eating out so much, uh, drinking less coffee. That one, that one hurts my heart because I love coffee so much, right? But, but I do, I am mindful of like, I cap myself at two cups a day max. Most days it's one didn't used to be like that. used to be like up to six a day. So bad for my physical health. Um, And now I'm at like one, some days two. Okay. The next kind of self-care is your emotional self-care. There are so many ways to do this. It's caring for, acknowledging, accepting, and processing your emotions. It's letting them be. Um, For me, um, part of my emotional self-care is letting myself express my emotions. I am a bottler, right? I've been trained to bottle up my emotions. And so part of my self-care is learning how to process them and actually let them be and show them to people in a healthy way. Um, I've done that through therapy, journaling, getting in nature, breath work, um, neurofeedback is something that I'm going to be trying this year, EMDR, brain spotting. Like I... Emotional self-care, it doesn't have to be those kinds of things for you, but it is for me. Emotional self-care can be so many things, Um, but caring for and acknowledging your emotions, whatever they are, no matter what they are, without judgment, right? Okay, social self-care. So social self-care can be going out and being around people if you are extroverted. It can also be saying no to social obligations and events if you are an introvert. So making sure that your social needs are met in some way. Um, I think um, for me, I just want to share this is kind of going off on a tangent, but I used to say that I was really introverted. I hated being around people, right? And that's not really true. I was nervous to be around people because it's a lot of work to go make mom friends and put yourself on the line and deal with potential judgment or rejection. Um, And so I would say that I hate people, but I don't. I really deeply crave connections with people. And so I had to shift my mindset around that and acknowledge and accept when I'm feeling social and find opportunities for me to go be around people and acknowledge and accept when I'm not feeling social and when I want to just sit in a dark room by myself. Both are okay. You've just got to be honest with yourself about what kind of social needs you do have. Okay, creative self-care is giving yourself a creative outlet of some sort. This one is really fun. It can be your crafting. It can be 
dance. It can be for me, it's this podcast. My business is a big part of my creative self-care. It's not all of it, but um, it can be poetry. It can be reading. It can be home decor. It can be design. It can be creating beautiful spaces. It can be gardening, planting, um, so many opportunities for creative self-care. And I wanted to share those things with you because it doesn't have to be a craft room. Like I will just never be the kind of person who has a craft room because that's not the type of creative activities that I enjoy. I enjoy gardening and houseplants and movement and, you know, podcast creation, right? To be completely honest and community creation, like that to me is creative. It also satisfies other things, you know, like my social, my social, my mental, all of these other, other kinds of self-care. So don't think that something that you do has to fit into one of these categories of the seven kinds of self-care either. Um, they can, they can overlap. Okay. Mental self-care. This one is one of my favorites. And if you are a friend of mine listening to this episode, thanks so much for hanging out with me when I get on my weird, <laughs> on my weird, um, like rabbit holes of something that I'm learning or something that I'm trying to figure out. Um, like I love problem solving. I love, um, learning alternative, like information and like trying to process it and understand it. And, um, I just really enjoy that having conversations around it. Like it's mental form of self-care. It's fun for me. It's energizing to me. I don't know if you can hear it right now, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like the things that I'm learning about are so exciting to me. And I want to talk to people about them. I want to debate about it. Um, I love one thing that I love to do is like take an opinion or belief that I have and then find someone or, or some piece of content that is the exact opposite of my viewpoint and then try to understand it and be like, what? I had no idea that there was this information or this other perspective. Like that's a form of self-care, stimulating your mind um, and just, yeah, create a thinking about new things or learning a new skill. It doesn't have to be like ideas, um, which is what I tend to go through, but it could also be, you know, a new skill, um, that you're learning or a new trade or, or whatever it might be. Now, sensory self-care is another one. I think that's the one that we tend to think of the most is like, go get a massage, go get a pedicure, go take a bath, anything that soothes your senses, right? And when it comes to sensory self-care, personally, I don't think it has to be something that is stimulating your senses, right? It doesn't have to be a massage or a candle or a good smelling lotion. It can actually be removing things, right? Especially as moms, like we get overstimulated. Sensory overload is real. So maybe your form of sensory self-care is going and laying down in your room with headphones on and a blindfold, right? So you can just like decompress um, anything to soothe and or energize your sensory experiences. And the final form of self-care is spiritual. Um, this one is deeply personal to a lot of people, but it can be anything from going to church, prayer, meditation, reading your Bible, getting out into nature, connecting with um, yourself and basically a whatever higher power it is that you believe in and doing the things that make you feel connected to that is a form of spiritual self-care. So 
I hope that by listening to this, you realize that self-care, there's like just a million and one opportunities and ways to perform self-care as a mom. There are so many tiny little things that you can do on an everyday basis to make yourself feel energized or things that you can do to eliminate or reduce negativity and frustration um, in your life. So in the Motherhood Simplified course, I dive deep into this and help give you tangible strategies for how you can actually figure out what what this is for you, um, how to master your time, your energy, your mindset, your relationships, your delegation, your boundaries, all of that so that you can actually do these things. Uh, this course is only available every now and then. It's available right now until the end of February. I would love to have you in it. The information to get all, you know all of the details of what it actually is and how it works is in the description of this. You can go check that out. But real quick, I want to just share some examples of the self-care that I have practiced over the last year. I'm only keeping it within this last year um, because I've done other episodes where I've shared things that I've done and it changes, right? It changes based on the season of life that I'm in and it changes based on me. Like I'm not the same person forever. So the things that I do and want to try change and that's okay. Um, so here are some things that I have done. Um, I actually went back to talk therapy to get support with my emotional self-care. I needed help identifying, acknowledging, and then processing my emotions. So it started with talk therapy. Um, and I'm moving into trying EMDR and neurofeedback, as well as um, getting some I joined like a group program for journaling, you know, how to journal and process emotions through journaling. So I've done that. And I will say that in the United States, it's hard to get access to these things. Maybe it is other places too, but I do save up my money so that I can do these things um, because they are important to me to prioritize these. Another thing that I cover in the Motherhood Simplified podcast, like how do you actually prioritize and then follow through with these things that you want to do? Um, acupuncture is something that I did try. I didn't try it for my physical health. I was actually trying it for emotional health. It wasn't a big hit for me. I didn't really enjoy it, but, um, it's something to try something to consider because for many people, they get a ton of both physical and emotional relief from it. Um, I prioritized my daily to-do list. Um, I have a notebook. You can go listen to the podcast episode that I did uh, a couple weeks ago on my to-do list and how I do that, but I've been doing that for about a year. It makes me feel productive. It makes me feel in control. It grounds me, it keeps me on track. Um, that is a form of self-care. Holding yourself accountable is a form of self-care. I slept when I was tired, which was a lot um, since 2022. There were some days where it's just like, I do not and cannot stay awake. And so I would sleep. Um, I tracked my menstrual cycle so that I could be in touch with the rhythm of my body, how I feel during certain times so that I can be aware of it and try to optimize it and give myself some grace on those days instead of being like, what's wrong with you? You're so lazy. You never do anything. And being like, oh no, like every single month 
for a couple of days. This is how I feel. It's totally fine, right? So I'm advocating for myself. I'm understanding myself. I am supporting myself. Um, I spent a whole lot of time just trying to drink enough water because that is so hard to do and so essential. Um, I chose to go out into the world with my kids to meet new people, libraries, parks, zoos, um, events like community events. I, I took the effort to discover what community events were going on and then go to them. And then I went with the intention to have an open heart and a soft face so that I was inviting to new people so that they would be like, she seems like somebody we would like to talk to, right? Instead of my default, which is kind of like just stay in my own zone and manage the kids and, and don't try to meet people. I really wanted to, because we moved across the country, meet new people, not only for myself and our, my social needs, but for my kids as well. So those are some things that I've been practicing for my self-care. That's some examples of what it can look like, not what it has to look like for you, but maybe by hearing these examples, you realize that you already do a lot of these things. And so you can give yourself some automatic grace and be like, wow, I do a lot of things for myself, right? I am practicing self-care and I would like to do more, right? Or, or I would like to switch it up and do it differently because I feel like maybe I could really benefit from some more mental forms of self-care and that might be more doable for me in this season of my life than, you know, sensory self-care or whatever. So that is it for today's episode. I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you so much for listening to what I have to say. I mean, honestly, like that means the world to me to know that you think listening here gives your life some kind of value is like, what? Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope that it is valuable for you. And um, if you if you enjoy learning from me on the podcast and you would like to learn more about, you know, managing your time, your energy, your mental clutter, your self-care, how to make mom friends, all of that stuff, go check out the Motherhood Simplified course. Um, see if it's right for you. It's low cost and super affordable to get into, especially because you get lifetime access and I would love to have you in there. So thank you so much for hanging out today. I will see you on next week's episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So 
tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.